everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX.ai and the AI for Sales expert on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. And today I've got a special guest, Valeri from Belgium, uh, Brussels, Belgium. And he is the CEO and founder of StoryChief.io. Prior to that, he was at a branding agency for 10 years. We're going to dive into a little bit about AI today and a lot about the importance of personal branding. So Valeri, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, by the way. I'm very happy to be here. Very I honored. like the the personal the branding that you're doing there around NASA. So I guess you help companies take their brands to the moon and beyond. Indeed, definitely. That's what we do with Story Chief. Uh, <laughs> that's that's our goal. That's our mission. That's right. The mission, the mission. And if you get it off by one degree, you miss the moon. So it's very important to be accurate uh, with the stories. So, so tell me what I like to do to get started before we understand kind of what you're working on now is think back to when you were younger, right? When you're maybe six years old and you, you have a passion when you're younger because the filters of the world aren't yet put on you, right? Your parents yeah. don't influence you, you, you know, where do you go to school? And so what was kind of the thing that got you up in the morning that, that was like, oh, I love what? Yeah. So uh, basically, um, as you said, I'm New Brussels uh, in Belgium. Uh, we are in Ghent, University City, where a lot of startups, uh, big startup scene is happening right now. But anyways, I was born and um, I was born in Russia. So actually, my parents moved to Belgium when I was about 13 years old. That's more than 20 years ago. And um, I grew up on the streets, basically outside. There were no phones, there were no computers. Like, yeah, okay, there were some, you know, Nintendo and stuff. And uh, like, you know, we were playing, like it was super unique. If someone would have a PC to game on, we would just go to their place and hang out there. But I spent a lot of time outside, uh, you know, making stuff, creating stuff, uh, making things out of wood, camping a lot, making fires. I, I grew up in the nature. Uh, so that is what like what it was all about in the morning we went out in the evening late we came back all dirty um unfortunately my kids can't live the same way here <laughs> they already stuck to their ipads and stuff um but we um so but basically what i did what i love to do um i was always a bit creative uh, i mean i was always creating stuff i, I was always curious this is, I think, uh, super important. And I also try to make my kids very curious, uh, curious about things, how things work, uh, like breaking down stuff and then assembling them together. Um, like, you know, understanding how complex things work. Uh, for me, it was always an interest. And I was always um, sketching. I was always drawing. I was making drawings of things uh, that interests me. And, and, and my uncle was a super... Um, like a creative drawing guy, sketching guy. He will, he would like, before he learns, the way of things he learned was always visual. And I kind of took that over and I loved, you know, all, all the things. And actually my parents uh, brought me into the art school and uh, from the young age, I was already uh, like visiting the art schools. And so I, I love math, uh, I love logic, but I also love creativity. And this is, uh, yeah, uh, then I, when I got my first computer, I was, you know, started building things in there and gaming a lot, like, you know, strategy games, uh, but also 
building my own game maps and stuff. Um, uh, so it was, it was always curious. I was always, always curious in, in creating things. That's, that's yeah. awesome. My son's 19, just went to uh, college at a place called School of Mines, which is an engineering school. And he's similar, right? Very mathematically friendly, um, analytical, but also curious and entrepreneurial kind of curious. Um, yeah. So I think he sees, you know, what I do for a living and, but he's so much more grounded and, and math. I was very good at math too, but he's off the charts good at it. And so I think that combo of being curious and entrepreneurial, I mean, he made $4,000 in his summer job. He put <laughs> half of it into Tesla and then half of it into a third into silver and fourth into something else. And it's up to $12,000 now. <laughs> like, awesome. How did you do that from four grand to, yeah. to 12 in no time at all. So yeah, that's fun. So how does that tie, if you, if you think about what you're doing today for your customers and you know, when you wake up in the morning, I've always found that if you're doing what you love, you're kind of living a frictionless, frictionless life, right? And a lot of people are grinding the gears every day and they're like, I don't like this job and they call it a job. <laughs> And it's like, no, I call this a passion, what I do, right? Yeah. How do you how do you tie that thin blue line from what you did as a kid to what you're doing now? Yeah. So basically, um, what I was intrigued about all the time is how do I make something complex very easy to understand or 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 to work? And this is how I approach everything, all the problems actually that I have. It can be personal problems, it can be work-related problems. I try to distill. And, and, and try to understand things from a different perspective and try to make it very like easy to understand, easy to, to explain to myself and then solve these problems bit by bit, like break up the big problem in all the different small chunks and solve them one by one to reach the main goal. And I apply this methodology to actually everything I do. That's amazing. Yeah. Give, give us an example of maybe a customer that you worked with or something that, um, you know, that you're engaged in now. Yeah, actually, when I was so basically later when I already was studying here in Belgium, um, first I did, you know, um, economics at the university. I think it, I thought I did that for like three years um, and it was just too theoretical and and. Uh, found it a bit boring and but I always wanted to be in creative space and advertising so basically um, I just one time I remember I was sitting there learning a thick book like this about accountancy and it was so boring and I was like man what I'm doing what, what am I doing with my life I don't want to be an accountant I don't want to be you know in financial space working with you know watching the computer I want to create things and um, back then, I saw, I saw by I was started just googling stuff, and I saw a um, an ad that people were looking for a creative director at some agency, and I was like, "Oh, this is what I want to do!" And suddenly, it just struck me. I, I was always drawing. I went to school. Uh, I continued to doing art school also, uh, you know, in the weekends here. And this has struck me. I was like, "This, this is what I, this is my passion. This is what I want to do." So basically, I. <laughs> closed the book i went to my parents i was living apart already i went to my parents and said sorry but i'm stopping uh, so i applied to that job position of course they kicked me out they, they said i mean don't have the uh, I, I don't allow yeah. to curse here probably but they, they said go away and <laughs> uh, so i said i need to study for this um and basically i went to my parents and said sorry i will not study economics anymore i want to switch to uh, you know digital branding 
and I went, I switched schools and then I found my passion and I really, um, this was what I wanted to do. And, and I graduated very well uh, from that. But during this period of time, to come back to your question, during that period of time when I was studying, um, we had to solve, uh, we had to create an app for um, government organizations. So the government came like some projects, they came to the school and said, hey, you have a lot of creative students and we need to create the CRM system, you know, very simple things. We don't want to spend money on ages. So students did that. So basically I was put on the project and it was like, I got, I got a map this thick with all the instructions on how to use the tool they already built. So they built some tool in Access or Excel, like semi-automated, but still, flat. I mean, and um, so it's very complex to understand. It was this thick, all the instruction, all in Comic Sans written and in this font <laughs> for designers among us, they were oh, wow. But um, I was like, okay, how can I make it simple? And actually, when it what it came down with, I distilled this book to two pages basically. Wow. So I started to analyze everything, look how it works, and 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 I saw that people needed to click maybe twenty times, maybe, and that could be replaced with one strategic positioning of a button somewhere else. So I, I was. This is where I found my pattern, and I think, oh, this is cool. I love to do that, and. Design for me was not making something pretty, yes, of course, but also make something complex, easy to understand. Mm. And this is what I thought I wanted to do business, like build my own career around. And actually during the school times, I started my first branding agency for my first company uh, together with one of my colleagues who was studying engineering, who was one of my old schoolmates who was studying engineering. And basically we landed the project for the university. And then by the time we graduated, we had a huge office with 15 people, um, a lot of cool projects uh, for big brands. Uh, and uh, yeah, very nice uh, yeah, plan to go ahead. That's, and, you know, the, the, what I love about your story is that you started in Russia, you played in the streets with kids. And so I assume you didn't have, you know, you just didn't have a lot as a kid right? The no. hand-me-downs. And I, I find that a lot of families who are that close to digging out of where they came from, it reminds them at their core that, hey, life over in a different way is, you know, it's, it's still okay. Like I can do it, but it makes you appreciate when you do have an office with 15 people and, and right. And then it makes you want to really work hard so that your family doesn't have to experience, but then the further down you go the cycle, it becomes harder for the next level of your family where it's like, you know, my kids are now, you know, my dad was a doctor and he, he had it tough growing up, but then I had it pretty easy growing up, you know, big screen television, lived in a really nice gated community, but I still appreciate it because he was there. Well, now my kids, and then when my kids, kids, and it just, you know, how do you keep that level of passion alive in your kids kids and, yeah. and their kids like that's a hard thing to work on yeah i have i have two small kids now i have a seven-year-old and three-year-old uh, girls and um i try to spend as much time as possible with them together get them outside we go to the mountains a lot we go to the sea a lot we go to the nature outside i think it's so important um, in getting them more social, getting them understand everything, getting them solve the natural puzzles instead of you know on the on the on the TV screen or a computer. And I want to 
I try to keep them as much as possible outside of the screens. Yeah. Doesn't work <laughs> super well, but it works, but it's not, I mean, could be better. But anyways, I think a lot of giving a lot of attention and love um, is, 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 an, an, is, is key. Yeah. Uh, it's so, it's so, easy to, to give like iPad to kids and say, go, I'm busy. But uh, this is something we try to avoid. Yeah, that's great. So think about the, the balance between even your family and you know, being personal and then in business, marketing, personal branding, um, as AI starts to enter the workforce, right? It's slowly making its way up, right? It started with, hey, Alexa, you know, send me some chocolates. And yep. that's very powerful AI. Or you call in to, to make an appointment and you're actually talking to a robot and you just don't know it, right? Or someone's yep. calling you to raise money for a local charity and you're actually interacting with the robot on the phone and you don't know it. So over the next year, two years, five years, in 10 years, I think society will be completely shifted into heavy use of AI. Um, mm -hmm. What are you seeing in artificial intelligence out there in your business or are you? And how do you balance the need for people to be human? And, you know, is it, is it AI replaces the need for humans or is it AI augments what humans do? What yeah. are you seeing out there? So basically, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that are happening happening right now. Very interesting things. Um, I think that AI is right now at the stage where when it's very very complementary and can you know make the life easier of a lot of people. It definitely cannot um, replace um, things that we do, particularly in our niche in our space. But it can make a our life way easier. So basically. What we do right now with Story Chief um, is like, we had this agency for 10 years. After 10 years, we decided that the agency business is not scalable at all. We, uh, and because it costs, you know, scale with your revenue. So it's, and it's super risky when you start scaling, scaling the agency. Mm -hmm. So we started our own SaaS business uh, in the content marketing space, which is called Story Chief, obviously. Uh, uh, and um, what we do here, was, and the reason why we started Story Chief is because um, we saw a lot of tasks that people were doing in marketing teams were tedious and repetitive. And, you know, why would you spend your valuable time on all the repetitive tasks? And so we thought we, we think and, and we do automate a lot of things within our tool, meaning that we can save around five hours per campaign that people are doing. And we convert these five hours into five minutes and it's just a huge time saver. And we do that by, you know, it's basically story chief. I will not dive into it, self-promotion and stuff like that, but it just streamlines your content marketing process. It connects to all your channels, uh, your website, social media channels, newsletters, your employees, and so on. And it lets you collaborate on content at one central place, distribute content everywhere, and you know measure everything uh, by all the different API connections and all the different conversations that come together internally. And so it just centralizes stuff. It creates structures, process, and makes distribution super easy. So basically, it saves tons of time, but also creates value by telling you, okay, how do I improve my content so it gets seen more? It's also mm. a bit, it's not AI, it's not real AI, it's just data, uh, you know, automation and, and analyzing your data and 
giving you tips on how to improve that. It's not really AI, it's more uh, of, you know, uh, data analysis, but um, it saves and automates um, a lot of things. A lot of but time. still, you as a human, you need to create something. You need to create um, your content. You need to create your content, um, you know, um, strategy and stuff like that. But what I think about AI and what is interesting about AI it, is that it, it will also help you create. Right now we automate tasks, but it, AI starts to help create. And this is something interesting, something new, because then you can go a step further. So as an example, we, um, so we are in content marketing space, right? Um, who are users, marketing teams, marketing managers, copywriters, uh, social media managers, stuff like that. So they create. And basically what we did is we just launched an article about this recently. We have created, uh, we tested out, I think five to 10 different AI uh, NLP tools, basically. Uh, a tool that markets itself like, hey, just click on a button and it will create a content for you that will score. Yeah. So we started testing it. Uh, there's like a whole dive in on our blog. You can find the article. Uh, very well written and in-depth uh, content. Um, so basically, the, the final thoughts were that, yes, it helps. It helps with um, suggestion of topics, it, which is like it helps to create high level, not in depth, but a bit vanity content. And, which... and ones that the Google algorithm will find, ones that will serve up in the appropriate way and get get into the algorithm, right? Because a human, yeah. it would be very hard to say, hey, you got to have these 20 words, this sentence needs to be here, the headline yeah. needs to be less than yeah. 20, 20 characters, whatever all those algorithms are. Yeah. And it changes constantly. Yeah. So you can program but, the AI to be on top of some of that stuff, right? Indeed. Yeah. But this is what we already do within our tool. Okay. But uh, what I'm talking about here is actually saying, and this is what we're also building behind the scenes, by the way, here at Story Chief, mm -hmm. is, um, is you say, okay, I'm a company. I have five people. I just started. Um, I have, you know, uh, I have a great business idea. It's already selling, but I want to increase my presence. But I don't have writers. I don't know what to write about. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to be present on. So basically, it can suggest your topics. It can create draft outlines. Not sure if my connection drops. It says oh, you're good now. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. So basically uh, what it does, so imagine you have a small business, you say, I need content. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to post. I don't know anything. You just click, it, it will analyze what you do and you, you click on a button. It will suggest you topics, which you can pick. It will outline the drafts more or less wow. of, of the content, the channels, how it will look like. Maybe you need to put a video in there. Maybe you need to create a podcast out of it and it will generate your draft, but still you will need to put your manual like charm into it, you manual work into it a bit to make it human. And this is where it comes to a certain danger area. Mm. There is so much content out there already. People are blasting content since, I don't know, HubSpot came out or uh, whatever. Pe people are blasting content and majority of the content is, pardon my words, but bad. I mean, it's just <laughs> content to get traffic, Poor quality. So our goal, our mission here, sorry, Chief. <laughs> my, my, our goal, our mission here is to make sure people create quality content, increase their thought leadership, make sure they get trust. How do you do that? 
and our, I think AI has a long way to go to mm -hmm. get to that level mm -hmm. as far as we think. Well, here's an interesting, I did a podcast yesterday with a guy named Timmy. Timmy worked at Disney for 10 or 12 years, maybe more. He was Peter Pan at Disney parks. Awesome. Awesome. Right. <laughs> and now he's a kid's book author and he's helping entrepreneurs write kid's books. And, you know, most entrepreneurs in a room of a hundred people, you go, who wants to write a kid book? Maybe one or two. But mm -hmm. if you say, Hey, what if you could articulate your passion via a kid's book to help make sure that your kids and their kids are educated in, in the passion that you have for life, religion, whatever it is. And his main concept, what you just said, quality and thought leadership, those are like the two. The way he defines quality is how he told the story to his little brother. He was 17, his brother was four. And so it caused him to write the storybook in a way that the four-year-old would understand. And he said, even Einstein said, if, if you want to tell a story, you've got to be able to articulate it to a six-year-old. And so I think when you're talking about could you teach AI to explain a story in a way a six-year-old could understand? I think the answer in the long run is going to be yes. Mm -hmm. um, in the short run, to your point, humans can process 4 million transactions like per second. And you can teach an AI maybe to get down to, you know, it won't get to 4 million anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, but it will be interesting to see where all that yeah, where all that goes definitely. over the years. And there is a danger zone to me. That yeah. the danger zone is the ethical side. Yes. Of all of this conversation. This is what I was also going to say. Like, would people? Would you read content that is written by machine? How 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 legit would that be? I mean, would you trust a company? Um, like a lot of questions, right? I mean, imagine all the people that are creating content right now, really good quality content. I think they're very against this kind of stuff because they think this will lose the human touch. Like, okay, all the there will be even more content, even more bad content, uh, maybe good, but I think there's a long way to go there. Right. Uh, but I mean, how do you trust a company that has so much content and it's all machine generated? Hmm. Like the reason why we are recording this session is to be authentic. We talk about our families, we talk about our life. And if this content would be produced by machines, would you watch it? Yeah, very good point. Well, there's a site that I discovered this week that produces faces of people. Yeah, I know this guy. You've I seen him personally. Right? I know the guy personally. Oh, you do? Yeah. So for $2.99, you can buy it and then it might be sold to multiple people. For $8.99, you buy it and they expire that face. And it's like, just talking about that gives me the EPGPs a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, know, it's crazy, Expiring right? a face? like. That Did was you made? see? I will, I will show you some. You have to Google Tom Cruise deepfake. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's amazing. a guy from Belgium who did that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So he looks a bit like him. Uh, I just, it, it's literally the guy, I think from also from yeah, Brussels. Yeah, he's got from a little Disney. bigger smile, the comedian. Kind yeah. Of guy. Yeah, I've watched but it. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Well, that's see, crazy. one of the technologies that we're doing with a partner, it's not, we didn't invent this, but it's called stitching. So mm -hmm. if you see Vidyard videos and Loom, you send out a video and, and for rep uses it and puts it in their email. It's like a three to five times better reply rate. Mm -hmm. So 
as a technologist, similar to you, I'm always looking for what are the shortcuts one can take. Yeah. So the shortcut we figured out with this partner is you can video merge different parts of the video. So if you record, hi, Jim, hi, Valerie, hi, Sally, and then you stitch that together with the rest of the content, you can put in place three or four different things as part of that talk track. Like mm -hmm. we work with companies like ABC and XYZ in this industry. And so in, you record 95% of the videos the same for everybody. Yes. But those two or three pieces that are yeah. variable. You know what mm -hmm. we did? We just found um, on Product Hunt, we found a cool tool called Santesia recently. Um, if you're watching this, guys, hi. don't know you personally, but love your tool. So basically what it does, it's, it's, it, they generate a few models, human-like. It looks like a human. You just type in the text and the person says it. Wow. That's video. So um, actually, this is very smart because, like, not for this kind of conversation. And it looks super cool, sometimes a bit creepy. You can see sometimes it's AI, but it's very, it's very well done and super funny. We did a lot of joke videos internally here. Like, <laughs> but anyways, and it's just, just type it in in the browser. You can generate and the video is generated. How do and you super spell fast. Sin Synthesia? Synthesia. Uh, wait, I will just drop you the link. Yeah. You should put it, talk with these guys it. for the podcast, I think. Um, wait, uh, Digia AI. Yes, here. It's, you, it's, it's like, wow. And what, what this, what is useful about this thing? Wait, I'll just drop you in the chat here. What's useful about this thing is that they have an API, meaning that you can connect, for example, for us, how would we apply this? And I think this is something we are applying right now already with our team. We have our help desk for about our tool. So we connect through their API to spreadsheets where we have all the copy um, and or some note thing. And we just hit one button and suddenly we have 200 videos generated. Whole help desk, like and imagine someone in our app is going to a settings page and they want to connect their WordPress website to Story Chief, and there's instructions there. But there's suddenly a video pops up and there's a person saying, "Hey, this is how you do this. Welcome." And the coolest, these videos are personal, personalized, meaning that you can create variables in your spreadsheet saying, "Hi, Val hi, hi, Valerie," wow. and the, the person will say, "Hi, Valerie, welcome. Thanks for visiting yeah. our." Uh, right. They may not say Valerie properly, but I'll bet you could put a yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Have to but, put a pointer in there or something. I mean, how cool is that? That's it's personal, funny. welcome, unique, um, and it's like. Um, well, here's what's interesting about that. My passion project is called "Living a Better Story," and we just had a retreat in Utah a week ago. And the whole concept is we have this mindset person who's done 1.3 million graduates from a mindset course. So he can come in and defragment your hard drive, right? Mm -hmm. Take what your experiences were as a kid through life, kind of like what we did in the early part mm -hmm. of the call, and then help you visualize where you're headed in the future. And then actually live that new story that you tell yourself, right? Because you can program yourself to do whatever the heck you want. You can really go to NASA, go to that moon if you wanted to, whatever you want to do. And so... What I love about this, my thing that came out of that week is that I want to build an app and I interviewed this guy on Living a Better Story podcast, which is my second podcast. And he was a, a New York police officer detective that was shot in the chest many years ago, nearly died. And, and when I asked, what's the one thing if you could 
do that was just amazing, what would you do? And he said, I would bring my four children who are very successful back to church. And that's a big debate between a lot of people, right? Because the, the old school way of an hour a week on Sundays is different now, yeah. the way we consume content. So I was flipping that on its head saying, we'll bring church or God to people on a one-to-one basis in the medium that they want to consume it in. So when I look at a platform like Synthesia, oh, you could do those story time readouts biblically in an interesting way delivered via an app in two to five minute chunks with pictures probably somewhere in the background of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are the fun and, things that we can do with AI. In the and you world. can even create your own 3D model of yourself and let you talk. Oh, you can do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know we're a little bit um, coming up on the 30 minutes here. So I, I knew we'd have an interesting dialogue. I had no idea it would be this interesting. So <laughs> I now feel compelled to travel to Belgium someday and, yeah, uh, and come visit and, and uh, say hello. Bring so, me when you're here. We'll, we'll you're get welcome you anytime in Colorado as well. I love to ski. So if you're a skier. We'll I'm snowboarder, but okay. Sam <laughs> does the boarding, so you and him yeah. will be along. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thanks well, a lot. Larry, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, another AI for Sales episode. Check out Synthesia. It's S-Y-N-T-H-E-S-I-A. And also check out storychief.io. If you go to the blog, I was looking at it. There are some seriously incredible articles that are posted there. Yeah. And Valeri thinks in a different universe to most of us. So as he <laughs> as represented by the NASA jersey. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thank you. And we'll catch you on the next AI for Sales. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.